This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, March 21st. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Ag Deputy Secretary and Committee Chairs headline AgriPulse Summit. U.S. and U.K. to talk trade in Baltimore. Committee leaders and Bronow keynote the AgriPulse Summit. Today, leaders of the Senate and House Agriculture Committees and Deputy Ag Secretary Jill Bronow will headline the annual AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit at the National Press Club. Summit panels will feature farm leaders and experts from across the supply chain who will address several critical farm bill issues, including commodity and conservation programs, risk management, climate policy, equity and inclusion, and nutrition assistance. Now, don't miss this. Starting today, dozens of companies and organizations will showcase the latest innovations in equipment and farming practices on the National Mall in an exhibition called Celebration of Modern Agriculture. FTA talks not seen part of U.S.-U.K. meetings this week. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai and British Secretary of State for International Trade Anne-Marie Trevelyan will tour the Port of Baltimore and conduct bilateral talks today and tomorrow in Maryland. But senior U.S. trade officials suggest to reporters yesterday that a free trade agreement will not be on the agenda. This dialogue is about the U.S. and U.K. learning to understand where we are now and then deciding where we're going to go together, one official told reporters. We'll take it from there and see what we can build upon. The U.S. and U.K. began talks on a free trade agreement during the Trump administration, but those talks were put on hold after the election. Policymakers warned not to make food crisis worse. Russia's war on Ukraine could push more than 40 million additional people into extreme poverty, according to an analysis by the Center for Global Development. There's relatively little that policymakers can do to address the situation, except to avoid making it worse through export bans, according to the report. Relaxing biofuel mandates likely won't make much difference because of already high energy prices, the report suggests. And opening conservation acreage to cropping, as has been suggested in the U.S. and Europe, is not likely to add much cropland to alleviate current supply issues, the report says. Bottom line? Policymakers need to expect further disruptions, but still avoid hasty export restrictions that exacerbate shortages and instead take the opportunity to undertake reforms in agriculture policy that will help farmers and markets respond, the report says. Now keep in mind, the UN Food and Agriculture Organization said in its index of global food prices that it hit an all-time high in February. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. Edge believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture 
should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Lawmakers urge ITC to reverse course on fertilizer duties. Dozens of House lawmakers are urging the Biden administration's International Trade Commission and Commerce Department to rethink decisions to allow duties on imported fertilizer from Morocco to stop the process to hit exports from Trinidad and Tobago. Eliminating these duties on fertilizer imports provides the most immediate opportunity for a near-term partial remedy to the high costs of fertilizer facing U.S. farmers before the end of the 22 planting season. The lawmakers wrote in a letter to Jason Kearns, chairman of the U.S. International Trade Commission. Currently, in a time of tight global supply and demand for corn, soybeans, wheat, and other commodities, planting decisions are increasingly being made not on market fundamentals, but rather on the cost of production driven by the price and supply of fertilizer. The ITC and Commerce Department ruled last year to slap steep duties on phosphate from Morocco and Russia. The U.S. is collecting cash deposits on imports of urea ammonium nitrate solutions from Russia and Trinidad and Tobago in preparation for final duty rulings. Now, don't miss Iowa's Cindy Axney, the lead House Democrat on the letter, discussing ITC outreach and a host of other farm policy issues in this week's open mic interview on AgriPulse.com. Ocean carrier Omicron shuts down Chinese factory cities. The pandemic is once again threatening to hit Chinese supply chains hard, and Maersk, a major ocean carrier company, is watching closely after at least five large factory cities have completely shut down in the wake of the Omicron illnesses. While some cities may be locked down, China's essential terminals and main ports are operating business as usual, including vessel operation, yard handling, and gate in and out, Maersk says. However, landslide disruptions are significant. U.S. ag exporters count on Chinese ports to unload a steady supply of shipments of U.S. ag commodities. Labor Department Continuing Ag Enforcement Initiative in Southeast. The Labor Department's Wage and Hour Division says it will continue trying to educate growers in the Southeast about their obligations under federal labor laws. Compliance assistance and enforcement work hand-in-hand, and data supports the need for the division's focus on both fronts, said WHD Regional Administrator Juan Correa in Atlanta. In 2021, WHD turned up violations in 81% of about 300 investigations completed. The probes found employers owed more than $1.9 million to more than 4,000 workers and led to the assessment of more than $1.7 million in civil penalties. The division also debarred seven Southeast growers and farm labor contractors from eligibility to participate in the H-2A Temporary Labor Certification and Agricultural Guest Worker Program. 
Here's today's He Said It. There's no doubt that few legislators have left a greater mark on their state. Don's legacy lives on in the infrastructure projects he delighted in steering across Alaska, in the opportunities he advanced for his constituents, in the enhanced protections for native tribes he championed. His legacy will continue in the America he loved. That President Joe Biden in a statement on the passing of Representative Don Young, 88, a Republican who represented Alaska in the House since 1973. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, March 21st, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.